0: why we get excited if you're wondering why we dance maybe you're wondering why we shout it might seem crazy to you but this is a spirit filled church and it's like fire shut up in our bones the power of God God's just been too good even on my worst days God has still been good to me even in my darkest hour God was still good to me He's a good God. You know, last night, I was in the State Farm Arena with about 24,000 people, and there was about 10 different Christian artists singing there, and they were exceptionally talented for the most part, with a few exceptions, and uh, I enjoyed it, but I'm going to tell you something, we don't come to church for a concert, we come for the power of God. And I would rather be in a spirit-filled church with anointed apostolic singers any day of the week. There's more talent, more anointing, more power in this praise and worship than all the arenas in the world. Amen. I wouldn't trade anything for my church and for the power of God. Psalm chapter 30, Psalm chapter 30 and verse number 5 just going to read the middle part of that scripture, focusing on one thing, Psalm 30 and verse 5, coming in where the psalmist says, weeping may endure for a night, but joy, look at your neighbor and say, but joy cometh in the morning. Come on, look at your other neighbor and tell him, but joy cometh in the morning. Now, I want to preach a unique title to you today. I'd like to preach from this subject, joy comes in the morning. However, if you look at the spelling on my title slide, that is not a typo. Morning, m-o-u-r-n-i-n-g the definition is to feel or express grief or sorrow and i'm preaching to someone who needs to hear this today that joy comes in the morning put your bible down and lift up your hands and let's ask god to help us lord in your name right now i pray that you'd bring joy unspeakable and full of glory God, it, it doesn't even feel like the time is right for joy. But, Lord, you bring joy, unspeakable joy. And I pray you'd release it, God, into the hearts of your people. We give you praise and glory. And everyone said, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, amen. God bless you. you may be seated. Jesus said in a unique sermon to his own disciples, he said, blessed are the poor in spirit for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. And he goes through a long list of things that sound strange and paradoxical. He says, blessed are the meek for they shall inherit the earth. He said, blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness and they shall be filled. Blessed are the merciful for they shall obtain mercy, and he goes through all of these things, and in the middle of that, he says something very strange to our human ears. He said, blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. You know, I I often find that when it comes to the things of God, we hunger for miracles, but we don't want to have to go through the trial that requires a miracle in our life. We long for victory, but we don't want to fight. We long for blessings, but we don't want to go without in order to receive a blessing. Every miracle, every touch from God is a response to a need in your life. Every time God manifests himself as Jehovah Jireh, your provider, it's going to be because you need something. When God poured out manna from heaven upon his people... He gave them manna because they were in a wilderness. They were in a place where there was no bread, there was no food, there was no sustenance. And so God said, all right, I will respond to your situation. I'll respond to your weakness. I'll respond to your need. And I'll give you something where there's nothing. I'll provide where there's no provision. That's the kind of God that we serve. We have to go through times of pain. We have to go through times of grief. We have to go through times of suffering if we are going to be comforted by God. And I don't know about you, but I am so thankful that the New Testament tells us that the Holy Ghost is the great comforter. And that's what some of you are feeling here today. You don't even have the Holy Ghost, you've never even spoken in other tongues, and, and yet you are feeling the joy of the Lord. You may not even know what you're feeling, it just feels like a warmth. It just feels strange to you. But can I encourage it? Don't resist it. Millions of people have felt that same joy, repented of their sins lifted up their hands and spoken in other tongues as the comforter filled them with the spirit of god blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted how many want the comfort of the holy ghost today well i understand that you didn't want to have to go through the trouble and the trial that required the comforter. But aren't you glad when you're walking through the valley of the shadow of death. You can shout Jesus and the comforter will be there. Aren't you glad when the doctor says you're going to have to have brain surgery. You can call on the comforter. And the comforter's going to show up. Aren't you glad when the doctor says it's cancer. And there's nothing we can do. You can call on the name of Jesus. Blessed are they that mourn. For they shall be comforted. Jesus quoted the prophet Isaiah saying, the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives and the opening of the prison to them that are bound. And can I just preach to someone today for a moment who is brokenhearted? It breaks my heart that you've been broken. But can I tell you, you don't have to stay broken because blessed are they that mourn for they shall be comforted. Can I just preach to someone who is captive, by the chains of addiction you're captive to the chains of your own thought processes you're stuck in cycles that your family put in your life your father let you down your mother let you down your grandpa let you down his dad let him down and you feel like you're always gonna be stuck in the cycle of your family's demons I want you to know that Jesus came to proclaim liberty to the captive you don't have to leave a captive because blessed are they that mourn blessed are are they that struggle, blessed are they that are grieving, blessed are they that are chained because they shall be comforted, they shall be delivered, they shall be set free. I wish somebody who's sitting there looking all pretty and Pentecostal you would get up on your feet if God delivered you from drug addiction, if God set you free from alcoholism, if God set you free from depression and the spirit of suicide. You ought to get up on your feet and say, He's able, He's able, He's able. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall they shall be comforted to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God. To comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. Uh, This is going to make you lose your shout, but can I just tell you that when the trumpet sounds, Jesus is going to come and receive a bride that is mourning. The church is going to be in a state of mourning. Now, I don't mean we're just going to be all sad-faced all the time. But if you live in this world and you see all of the things around you, there's something in your spirit that is grieved by that. If you have the Holy Ghost, you just don't feel at home in this world because there's so much stuff that you can't do anything about. But God is going to come and snatch up His pride. Blessed are they that mourn, for they shall be comforted. If you feel like a stranger and a pilgrim and a stranger, land I got good news for you it's because you're living in a strange land but the comforter is gonna come he's gonna lift you up out of this world he's gonna take you to his kingdom a kingdom that cannot be broken a kingdom that cannot be shaken a kingdom that cannot be removed and he will bring you up to glory and you'll dance on streets of gold oh I want somebody to know there's joy waiting on you there is joy waiting on the other side to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion. To give unto them beauty for ashes. The oil, joy. Oil, always always symbolizes either anointing or the outpouring of the Holy Ghost and so and comforting and so when the scripture speaks prophetically of the oil of joy it is talking about the outpouring of the Holy Ghost God wants to give somebody today the oil of the Holy Ghost he wants to give you joy in place of your mourning you wonder why you can't get victory you need the Holy Ghost you wonder why you don't feel like shouting you need the Holy Ghost, the oil of joy, is gonna comfort you in the time of sadness. He's going to give you the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. God will trade with you no 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 you're not understanding you came in with the garment of heaviness you came weighted down with the cares of this world you came in with all kinds of problems things that you don't have a solution for there's somebody here today who doesn't even want to go back home because you're going to have to go face some things that you don't want to have to look at but I want you to know that when you stepped into the presence of God uh, he said to you you may not have been listening but he's telling you right now I will take your garment of heaviness all you gotta do is lay it down just drop it at your feet and I'm gonna give you the garment of praise I'm telling you all you gotta do is make a trade with God he'll take your ashes and he'll give you joy he'll take your heaviness and he'll give you praise he'll take your pain and he will give you a promise somebody ought to clap your hands to the Lord In the New Testament, Jesus is is traveling and he comes upon a large crowd of people and he hears the sound of mourning, the sound of weeping. And he sees there a widow who had lost her only son. This is significant in scripture. We, we miss this in our in our modern age. But in her time period in history, to be a widow and to have no sons was to be in a destitute situation. She was facing a lifetime of poverty. She was facing a lifetime of pain and she was weeping. Not only did she know that she was facing rough days, but she loved her son and she was missing him. And she knew that not only had she lost her husband, now she had lost her only son. And she was mourning. And when Jesus stepped into this scenario he looked at this woman and the Bible says something so powerful. Something that everyone in this room needs to grab a hold of. When he looked upon her he looked at her with compassion. Somebody came into church today and you are hurting over things that you have lost. Things that you have suffered through. And you feel as if you're not worthy of the touch of God. You feel as though God is looking at you critically or with judgment because people have judged you. But let me tell you what God is doing. God is looking at you with compassion in his eyes. God sees your grief. He knows your past. He knows what you've been through. You're not telling us your problems because people don't really listen to our problems do they? But God is listening. God knows. God cares. And God is watching you with compassion today. And he was so moved with compassion Compassion, that he stepped over to this dead child lying in a casket, and he simply said, I say unto thee, arise. And the boy sat up inside of that coffin. God stepped into the middle of mourning, and he performed a miracle that brought joy. I'm going to tell you that mother had more joy in that moment than she had before her son had died. Somebody needs to understand that joy comes comes in the morning. You're going to have more joy when God gets done than you had before the problem came in the first place. You're going to have more victory when God gets done than you had in the first place. But you got to hold on. you got to trust Him. you got to let Him speak. Let Him speak into your problem. Let Him speak into your grief. In another scripture, the Bible says that they came to Jesus. You know, he was sort of in hiding because people wanted to kill him already. And they said, your, your close friend Lazarus is sick unto death. And the disciples that were there with him said, why don't we just go right now, Lord? They knew he was a healer. And Jesus refused. He was stern about it. He said, we're not going to go. He said, we're going we're gonna to stay right here. And the disciples were confused by it and And they were waiting for news. And this was a a strange situation because Lazarus was not just a casual acquaintance. Lazarus was a close, intimate friend of Jesus. His home... Had been open to Jesus his hospitality had been given to Jesus his finances his food had been given to Jesus he put his trust in Jesus he had even sacrificed his own reputation in a culture that looked down on people who associated with Jesus and Lazarus said I don't care what the neighbors think I don't care what the Pharisees think some of you need to stop caring what your neighbor thinks and what the Pharisee think I don't care what the Sadducees think Jesus is welcome in my home he's welcome in my family He can have my money, my food, my time, everything because I believe that Jesus is the Christ, the son of the living God. Lazarus was close to Jesus and so was Mary and Martha, his sisters. They served Jesus. They worship Jesus, and yet when Jesus got the news that Lazarus was desperate for a miracle, Jesus did not come running like you would expect him to come. Someone is discouraged here today because Jesus didn 't come running to you just when you thought he should come running to you somebody well i 'm preaching to somebody right I know you don 't like it you 're going through a trial and you 're mad at God because he didn't come running when you thought he should come running. But I want you to know that joy comes in the morning you 're just in the nighttime right now, honey sir you're just in the middle of the night but joy is coming in the morning sometimes you've got to go through some darkness sometimes you've got to go through some night because joy comes in the morning and so the word came that Lazarus was sleeping and the disciples were confused they thought that man he was resting and and Jesus explained to them that he said no no Lazarus is dead and it it Frustrated them so badly that Thomas looked at Jesus and said, Let us go that we may die with him. He was in so much grief. And in reality, if you look at it, he was disillusioned at Jesus because he was frustrated. We always focus on Mary and Martha, and that's true. But even the disciples were disillusioned. Jesus, we're following you. We're putting our trust in you. What's going to happen if we're sick unto death? Are you just going to leave us in prison to die? And now your close friend is dead. And we've just been sitting here, sitting around the campfire, talking and eating food. What's going to happen? And so Jesus said, all right, it's time to go. When God says it's time to move, you better watch out because things are about to happen. And I feel a word for somebody this morning. God is saying it's time. You just need to get your attitude right and get your faith lifted up. Because I'm about to do something that you did not think was possible. And so Jesus came. And when he approached... He could hear the sounds of Mary and Martha weeping, and they were angry, and a huge crowd of people had gathered around Mary and Martha to comfort them. That's what the Bible says, and yet Mary and Martha could not be comforted by people, and I'm preaching to somebody right now, you are trying to depend on humans to comfort you. You're waiting on a person to bring you joy. You're waiting on the right person to give you happiness. Mr. Right, Mrs. Right, you're waiting on just the right scenario that is humanly set up for you to find joy and happiness and comfort. But I came to tell you that joy comes in the Holy Ghost. Joy comes in the morning. Joy comes from God. There is a joy that no human can ever give you. There is a joy that no drug can ever give you. There is a joy that no entertainment program can ever give you. There is a joy that no thrill can give you you need the power of the Holy Ghost from the top of your head to the sole of your feet and so Jesus came on this scene where humans were trying to comfort humans and he could hear their cries and they were mourning and here we see it again we're seeing the very nature of God remember Jesus was God manifest in the flesh and God manifest in the flesh saw their tears he heard their groans and the Bible says that he groaned. And he wept. You can take comfort knowing that when you weep, God weeps with you. Sister, when you cried yourself to sleep that night, God wept with you. Sir, when you groaned because you didn't have the answers, when nobody could hear you, you went in that room and shut that door And turn the music up and you groaned before God. God was groaning with you. And Jesus said to them, do you believe that I am who I say that I am? And I'm not going to preach the whole story to you. But I am going to ask somebody today. Because this is the key to joy coming in the morning. Do you believe that Jesus is Who he said he was. I know we sing about there's power in the name of Jesus. But is it more than just a song? I know we sing break every chain and we feel good but is it more than just a goose Do we really believe? See that's in the morning that's when the rubber really hits the road. Mary and Martha had always believed in Jesus but now they were suffering. Now they were in pain. Now it was the time where your faith is really tested because it's easy to trust God when he's feeding the 5,000. It's easy to trust God when he's turning the water into wine. It's easy to trust God when he's touching blind eyes and they're open it's easy to trust god when the leper is healed miraculous it's easy to trust god when the music's playing and the choir's singing and the preacher's dancing and spitting and shouting but what about when you're mourning what about when the answer seems dead what about when your hopes and dreams are locked up in a tomb and you're looking at Jesus and you're saying, but Jesus, if only you would have been here. Did you know that if-onlys are the devil's playground? You need to stay away from if-onlys. You need to, you need to focus on but God. Well, I'm helping somebody. If only you would have been here. El Our dreams wouldn't have died. Our happiness wouldn't have died. Our future wouldn't have died. Our provider wouldn't have died our patriarch wouldn't have died. our brother wouldn't have died. if only you would have come when we called for you that's where some of you are right now I can hear your prayer if only you would have come when I prayed that first prayer if only you would have been there when I fasted that first time if only God I wouldn't be suffering like this and Jesus is just looking at somebody today asking do you believe that I am who I say that I am and if the answer is yes I'll tell you what he's going to do he's going to walk up into the tomb and he's going to say somebody move that stone right now some Somebody get that obstacle out of the way. Somebody get that trouble out of the way. Come on, get over, get over there, brother. Move that thing out of the way. There's some sisters here who need a healing. There's some sisters here who need some joy. Come on, brothers. Push against that stone. Lazarus! I wish some men would stand up and praise God right now. Some of you men need to push against the stone right now. You need to stop letting Mary and Martha do all the heavy lifting. I need some men of God who know how to push against the stone because Jesus is about to speak into a sister's life. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Push, 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 push. Come on, brother. Go ahead and take the grave clothes off. Go ahead, brother. I know he was dead, but he's alive. Musicians, get ready. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. Mary, another Mary. Mary Magdalene. ta ya Mary Magdalene had to watch with her own eyes as Jesus was crucified a spear was thrust into his side and he died he said father forgive them for they know not what they do he breathed his final breath Talitha akuma it is done and Mary Magdalene watched her hopes die her messiah die her savior die her healer die her deliverer die and she did not know what was going to happen next all she knew is that the deliverer was buried in a tomb that wasn't even his own and so she got up early I said she got up early she got up early one morning I'm preaching joy cometh in the morning she got up early one morning and she made her way to the place of pain she made her way to the place where her miracle was dead where everything seemed hopeless but she still had enough love in her heart that she was going to take care of Jesus even though he couldn't do anything for her uh, even though he wasn't performing a miracle Uh, she was I wish somebody would get this if you could just love him uh, even when the miracle is nowhere to be seen and she came some other ladies into their dismay the stone was rolled away and no one was there and she saw an angel And the angel said, why do you seek the living among the dead? And she believed. And the angel said, I want you to go back and tell everybody. Go tell the disciples. That joy comes in the morning. I know they're weeping. I know they're mourning. I know they're scared. I know they don't know what the future holds, but go back and tell them that he is alive forevermore. And she ran back and she told the people, these are her words. She said, I want to tell you what happened while we were weeping and while we were mourning at the tomb, we saw an angel And the angel said, there's no reason to weep. You don't have to mourn any longer because he's alive. And do you know what happened? She was so excited, she told everyone, he's alive. And the people believed her not. You have a choice today, the Lord is trying to tell you that it's not time to weep, but it's time to step out of the darkness of night and step into the joy that only comes in morning, because the stone is rolled away and he's alive forevermore. I wonder if there's somebody here It would hear my voice. If you believe that Jesus is who he says he is, if you believe that he is able to meet your need, I want you to run to this altar, and I want you to cry out to him, and I want you to take your pain and lay it on the altar. Somebody needs to bring the garment of heaviness, and you need to lay it on this altar. Somebody needs to replace the garment of heaviness with the oil of joy somebody needs to come and bring your suffering bring your heartache and lay it on the altar and say Jesus I believe you're able to speak into the tomb Jesus I know Lazarus is dead but I know you are who you say you are Jesus I know I watched you die but I know that you're able that's it that's it that's it that's it just call out to him just open up your mouth and call out to him